Previously on From. If these voices are real, if something here is communicating with you, then that means you're connected to this place in a way that no one else here is. But we need proof. What is this? They said they watched you bury the bag and that this is proof that they're real. Do you know what that means? Can I have my pillow back? I just want to take a nap and it's sort of like a security blanket for me, you know? Yeah, I totally get it. I'm sorry again. You know, it's kind of funny. I have a shirt just like that. Oh, I know. I got this out of your suitcase. What's wrong? I think maybe I, I made a mistake. I knew all about the divorce and how this whole okay. trip was just one last hurrah before you sat us down to break the news. Thomas is dead. You have two other kids. They're enough for you. What is that? A faraway tree. Watch. How does it do that? I don't know. But guess what? What? It works for people, too. Really? The problem is, you never know where you'll end up. There's no wire in here. What? In the cord. And the plug? Well, none of it makes any sense. Everything about this is impossible, but we can find out where those wires go. There was this weird fucking symbol right on the ceiling. Who are you looking for? Mm -hmm. I have this crazy idea that might actually work, and, and if it does, I might be able to find a way to get these people home. They're so beautiful. I'm so glad you like them. When can I come inside? All right. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Talking From the Hit, truly the hit of epics. Um, I'm, 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 I, I, you know... Wow, first of all, this episode. Uh, this episode is episode uh, seven of From, and it's called All Good Things. Uh, all Good Things Must Come to an End. Oh boy, uh, there is so much to unpack in here. And, you know, there's so much to unpack, and yet I feel like the action in this episode was about as straightforward as you could possibly get in terms of uh just what basically happened so before we get into it let's introduce my co-host kinte kinte how are you i am excellent how are you doing i'm awesome um i i need to de-stress this moment a little bit um lots happened in this episode some really 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 difficult things happened in this episode and uh I feel like this episode actually moved the story forward by a huge leap. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. Yes, this I think this is the best episode of the year so far. And um, I, uh, am, I think that this episode really kind of taken this uh, whole story to the next level. So um, I'm just... You know, I, I've, I felt like up till this point, the show's been pretty good. But I, I think uh, this episode was great. And I feel like um, I'm, I'm really excited for what's coming. You know? Well, 
You know, I, I think we've had some really solid story up to now. Very solid. Um, good storytelling, excellent visuals, lots to ruminate on. Um, I even thought of something last night that I'll share with you guys in a couple minutes. Um, <clears throat> and at the same time, it has felt uh, slow. Uh, not slow in a bad way, but the layers are tough to peel off. And we, I gotta say, after this episode, I actually don't feel like we're any closer to understanding what's happening, but we definitely have a lot more to kind of go on. And I'm going to go back to something that I said before, which is when something is revealed that feels important, something bigger comes behind it or something very brash takes the place of whatever that idea was almost as if there is some kind of, I don't know. Uh, and I, again, I feel like this is purposeful on the writer's behalf. Like, no, yes, maybe that's something, but don't look over there. Look over here. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to throw out a theory for you. You ready? Okay. All right. What if kill the boy had nothing to do with Ethan and whatever the, the monsters are, or whatever the thing is that's talking to Sarah, what if they're saying kill the boy in white? Ah, uh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. Now, it, it, it's strange, of course, because it kind of makes it weird if Sarah isn't seeing the boy in white, right. but, it, but Ethan does. And what if Sarah is just getting all of this wrong? What if Sarah is supposed to convince Ethan that, you know, okay, let's figure out how to kill the boy. I don't know. It, that to me felt like um, a possible uh, idea because of what Father Cotri says in the beginning. So, so they're going through their nighttime procedures, right? I mean, this is the beginning of the episode. Everybody's going through their nighttime procedures and, you know, lots of stuff is happening. The Matthews have this awesome connection moment. Um you know, they talk about being afraid to leave Ethan on his own and things like that. Um, and then they go down to the cellar where uh, she is still, Tabitha is still digging in the cellar to see if they can figure out where the wires are coming from. Man, I feel like that's going to be a very sad dead end. Um, and the, she and, and um, Jim have this, you know, super awesome kind of like, oh yeah, you know, we've been estranged for so long and here we are back connected. Nothing like a little trauma and death to, you know, rekindle your love affair. Right. But anyway, <laughs> they, um, so they have this moment and, and it feels like for the most part, the Matthews are uh, maybe not settling down, but at least sort of like they've got direction, they've got function, they've got, a plan going forward. Jim talks about the, you know, let's build the radio tower and, um, you know, let's see if we can get basically everyone to invest in on this. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, he's got a good idea. I think he's got a good idea. Uh -huh. uh, and, and so, you know, we leave them and things seem quasi okay. You know, nothing too huge happening there. And then we cut to... Boyd 
and Father Kadri. And and I hesitate with this one because, I, you know, I'm sure that these people in this situation, and I, I totally understand where this comes from, but I have to ask you, because I feel like I kind of obviously overthink these things a little bit. Did anything in the conversation between Boyd and Father Kotri strike you as odd? Um, no. Did Did you feel like okay? Let Let, let me rephrase this. Okay. Let me Let me, let me let, Let's go back a little bit. Father Kotri has been here a while, a while, and he has never told anybody the story. And he felt compelled to bury that past, the secret of killing the little boy's father. And he never told anyone. I find it odd that Boyd is his confessor or confession or I don't know how to describe it. Um, and the reason that I find it odd is because I get it. I, I know that, that Father Katri is trying to convince Boyd, hey, this is what I saw and this is why I think this is real. But there's something to that emotional display beforehand, which makes me feel like, okay, here's my redemption. Uh, now I want to go do whatever I need to go do with it because it's already out. And... I felt like Boyd's reaction to him was, I don't know, un weird. It was just weird. I, he drew, Boyd draws a gun on Father Kotri when Father Kotri says, I have Sarah tied up in the basement. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's not a super creepy, weird thing to say. But of all the weird stuff that's going on, is that re that's the cause that he draws a gun? Really? Yeah, I mean, remember what he said is the thing same thing I said is when um the other guy um the one that uh you know, they put in the box. Remember he Frank. gave Frank, he had him he said you felt like he needed to be executed, but with her you're going to give her absolution? He was upset. I, I get that. It, it's just, I don't know. There's something about, specifically, I feel like there's something about Boyd's reactions that are kind of over the top. And and I feel like maybe there's a purpose behind that. There's a reason that he's so, uh, I don't know, emotionally just on edge all the time. But I also, <laughs> I also feel like Father Katri completely misread that whole situation, including what he had told Boyd earlier about Frank, he just misread it. Like he didn't think about what he was saying before he said it to Boyd. And it, it and it came off as kind of like, well, this isn't really, I'm not give, I'm not asking you for absolution. I, I'm, I, I want to tell you that there's a way out of here. And, and it smacked exactly of Sarah's, uh, ask of Christy is it okay if there is harm to one for the benefit of all that's what it felt like to me it felt like Father Katri was completely using kind of the Sarah logic of things it's okay to keep Sarah 
alive and safe because, well, she could be the key to everything. But she just tried to kill Ethan. And is that okay? And it just, like, that felt like it was just such a, I don't know, th that whole conversation just, for some reason, it sticks with me, like, like there feels like there's something wrong with that that uh not, not that there's anything wrong with the way that they both reacted just that the whole thing felt like wow neither one of them is actually getting the point of what needs to be said here and then in the end when father country says okay well we're going with you me and sarah i get i i don't know is that tell me is that what you would have done would I have decided to go along with him? If you were Boyd, would you have decided, yeah, it's sure, it's okay to take this, uh, you know, attempted murdering and murdering person with us? Who knows what the voices are going to tell her to tell them to do next? And and the pre, I mean, I get it. Boyd says, well, you know, if she even flinches, even one, you know, whatever. And Father Kotrick says, yep, yep, okay, that's fine, totally fine. But I, I can't understand how someone who, of Boyd's stature, who's been trying to keep people safe for so long, could possibly risk what he thinks is an actual escape plan on this crazy person who, oh, I mean, crazy person, like, obviously there's something else going on here. Um, and Father Kotri, who isn't who didn't even tell the truth from the beginning of being in this town like of all the untrustworthy people we're basically down to okay well here's the two most untrustworthy people yeah let's let's just go ahead and let them help with this plan to get everybody home <laughs> i don't know it just felt so weird maybe it was just me no i mean i guess i hear what you're saying but you know i think the idea behind all of this is that this is him coming to terms with what happened in his past as well and by you know obviously by what happened at the end of the episode it makes perfect sense why he had to you know they got that mystery uh you know um revealed you right. know so that's true that's very true okay all right so uh, the that the, that constituted the matthews and boyd and father Kotri constituted most of you know kind of the first part of the episode and a little bit into it but what really was the meat of the episode happens at colony house and at colony house there is a party and the party is to celebrate uh fatima's one year anniversary of being at the house and you know i, I had to rewind this a couple times to listen to what donna says because donna says uh some of you were here before Fatima came, and many of you have arrived since. So it feels to me like Colony House is definitely a uh, hmm, lots of movement going on. These people don't survive long, and I and I felt like we were further uh, reminded of that when Trudy says, "You know, no, I don't think I'm even going to make it to one year." Like, <laughs> wow, these people really live under a kind of duress that is that that is basically like, okay, well, nobody really makes it to be past a year, so there we go. You know, that's what this is what's happening. Now, I, nobody, no one 
in town or at Colony House seems to know any of the people, except for the very first instance when we saw the little Frank's little girl say, you know, to the person in the window or the person in the window say um, something about being uh, grandmother. And I had that one moment where on the porch, I felt like Julie recognized somebody that was in that group. Right. I, I, I don't really know how, but she definitely, it seemed like it. But other than that, it's not like these people actually recognize uh, any of the other people. And I keep wondering about that back and forth. And the reason I bring that up is because what did you think? Okay. At the end of the last episode, when that girl was at the window and she was saying, when can I come in? What did you think that was all about? Oh, this is obviously somebody from his past that, uh, I mean, this is clearly somebody from his past, someone that he knows, someone that he's in love with. Um, I, I mean, I'm assuming that, but it, it, you know what? That's what I'm assuming. But uh, they don't really make it 100% clear. No, they don't. It, like, it almost felt like maybe it was, you know, this kind of uh, dream girl supernatural thing where, you know, he saw her at the window and they started talking and he kind of fell in love with her. God forbid. God. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, I love supernatural romance, but wow. Right. <laughs> this is a bridge so far. <laughs> yeah, this is not ghost. Um, and 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 that felt amazingly uh that I don't know what to call it, love affair, you know, romance, whatever. That felt really, really, really weird to me. Uh, you know, weird in probably a really good way, because of course all these people are lonely. You know, they're all looking for something. They're all cut off from each other, from life, whatever. But he's in Colony House where everybody is sharing everything. And I got to say, I felt like he was being so selfish <laughs> by opening the window. So he does. He opens the window. And uh, when he opens the window, uh, hmm, well, she comes in and she says to him, if I come in, you can just close the window and nobody else will come in. Yeah. And and I think that's actually true. I think it was actually true. But then she opens the window after she kills the poor guy. Um, so now there's a bunch of monsters in Colony House. And in between this... their sweet time. Uh, yeah. And, and that, you know, that actually reminds me of something that Kenny said, which was they never run. They always walk. They just kind of know, okay, you only have so many places to go. We'll get you eventually. They're such patient monsters. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, what did you... <laughs> God, I... <laughs> okay, I almost hate to even bring this up because basically, Kinte, everything that you said in the past couple of podcasts about some certain things have all basically come to pass. Uh, so I give you a lot of credit for that. Thank you, thank you. you baby. Except, well, not except, uh, upside down is the Julie Ellis uh, Fatima thing. Julie asks Fatima, is it okay if I kiss you? Mm -hmm. And Fatima clearly is like, okay, no, wait, that's not what this was all about. And I don't know, I kind of, got the sense that like that wasn't what she was thinking she wasn't 
that wasn't her plan. And Julie gets upset and she runs to Victor's room. Of all people, people. she runs to Victor's room. Yeah, you had that same thought? Yeah, of all people, right. (sighs) Why? What what did what do you think? Why did she actually go there? I I mean I, I go with what she said. She said this is the only place she can get away from everybody. Mm. You know, because uh, he's kind of off. He has his own little kingdom. You know. So, now, interestingly, Victor's packing apparently to do something. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's doing? Do you think he's? I think it's gonna end, it's gonna end up where where uh, Boyd and Sarah is going to go off into the woods and Victor is going to end up there as well as uh, um, Julie. Really? Yeah, I think that they're all going to end up going on the same quest. Do you think that, do you think Ethan has a part in this or do you think Ethan's, do you think that's just kind of like red herring-ish? I don't know. Uh, uh Maybe he might get compelled by the boy because we find out that the boy um, that we only saw in the daytime in white, he's appears at night as well. That's right. So maybe he's the one that lures him to join the quest as well. I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of wonder. <clears throat> I don't know. But I mean, Victor clearly saw the boy in white and Julie didn't, mm-hmm. which is also pretty interesting because uh, even though he was right there, Julie didn't see him. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, that was very interesting. Um, okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about what sort of happens in Colony House. What did you think about the whole from, and I mean, it was long, it it was gruelingly long. They, the monsters get into Colony House and then they basically like sweep through the place. People are screaming. Oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, they really gave them an opportunity to make it to safety. I mean, uh, they were moving so slow and they didn't really, they didn't really, I thought in my mind, I figured if they got in there, it was going to be more, a little more devastation than Mm. they actually, if you think about it, I mean, it's sad when you lose anybody, but they didn't have as many casualties as you think they would. And a part of it is, they were prepared too, and they went right their preparation. Right, right. They had a drill that stick to the plan. Donna drove uh, a van load of survivors to the police station, to Boyd's police station. Um, and I'm not going to get quite there yet because because <laughs> then there's sadness. But um, I I I felt like that was such a good kind of overall metaphor of how the monsters destroy the town. It's just slow. It's just like a a constant erosion. Um, And and that, wow, that just feels so, that almost feels more ominous than if they were just like, you know, attacking Resident Evil style. Right. Because they are just taking their time. let me ask you this. There's a there's a scene when Sarah is look I'm sorry, Julie is looking out of the window where Victor and Victor's place where she climbs down the rope before Victor does. 
And as she's looking out, she can see all of these people coming out of the forest. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's people that look like they were dressed sort of in the 1950s. There's a boat captain. There's somebody that looks like a chef. Um, there was a whole bunch of people. And I, I'm wondering, do you think, I mean, clearly those costume designs were not by accident. They didn't just like say, okay, okay, everybody, rando, just come to the set with whatever you think you're going to be wearing that day. What do you think the significance of that is? I think that some of these souls have been here from, I'm, I'm assuming they're souls, I guess. I'm not quite sure they're, um, that they are, uh, they've been around for a long time. And, uh, and, and then I think some of these people are possibly people from their own memories or whatever. So maybe mm -hmm. it takes, uh, you know, um, much more, um, you know, maybe it can be from a lot of different uh, eras or whatnot. Uh, one thing we got to give Victor credit is Victor credit, Victor, um, his actions, you know, he moved quickly. You know right. what I mean? Right. He, you know, he had a, he had his own plan and he definitely knew what he was doing. And he, you know, he was a uh and then he had him put this um this uh thing around her, like a uh what was that? Those were all his drawings. Oh, okay, that's what that was. Th that's the history of the town, basically. Okay, I, I I thought maybe that was some sort of protection. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. Th those were all of his drawings. He had put them all together on the desk and then he uh, tied them up and then he decided to put them over Julie's head because he wanted somebody to protect them. Okay. And then, and then he, Victor takes Julie out after, you know, the, the boy in white comes by, he ushers Julie into the forest and um, tells her to go into the tree. Now, we had just seen, I don't know if it was that tree, but we had just seen in a previous episode that he threw a rock, it, Victor threw a rock into the tree and ended up coming out not that far from where he was. But oh. this time, Victor puts Julie into the tree, and I don't know where Victor went, but he puts Julie into the tree and she ends up in the tunnel. Uh, not the tunnel, I'm sorry, like the storm shelter. Right. That was so crazy. Yeah, it was kind of creepy, too. I, I can't imagine what she was thinking. What was she thinking? She hadn't been down there before, right? No. And, and oh, my God, how, like, how bizarre you go into a tree. Oh, my God. I just can't even imagine. It's got to be so crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> so, theory time. Because uh -huh. I love these. Um, what if the trees are actually transporting people from other places into this town like like it's a conduit for the monsters as well like the people you know the, when they go places they can move from place to place inside of the trees the far away but what if somehow that has something to do with the monsters being there too remember you see a down tree before you make it there mm-hmm so, I don't know. Maybe that does have something to do with it. And rem and the other thing that makes me think that, just sort of, I don't know, casually, 
I don't think that it was an accident that uh, Jade saw that uh, the the thing, and maybe it wasn't even a thing. I don't know. Maybe it was, but whatever he saw in that same storm uh, shelter when he was there with the boulder on top of it, maybe it has something to do with that. Because that didn't happen to Julie. So clearly it was only happening to that person. And she didn't come out in... Nothing happened to her when she went through that. Right? Not that we know. She's still in the same timeline. Everything is still exactly the same. She's just now, what? In a different place with... I don't know. I have so many questions about that. What? What? T- give me your theory. What do you think? Um, I, I mean, I, honestly, I I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I just think that she got transported to somewhere safe, but he had no idea where he she was going to end up at. So he's going on faith himself, right? You know, because I mean, it could have put him, it could have put her, her right back to where you know in in a uh, danger, you know. Right. And, and also he, he, he didn't follow her or if he did, he ended up someplace else because right. he said something. I can't remember what he said, but he, he definitely didn't know that he was going to be uh, even be anywhere close to her. But, but, but my, you know, my, my brain goes to, he didn't try to take the drawings back. He must've known that she was going to end up someplace safe. Yeah. Which that was kind of interesting too now that i think about it um all right so all of these things all of these relationships all of these oh wait we got to talk about fatima and ellis end up in colony house and they're stuck (laughs) there's monsters on both sides and fatima basically tries out Boyd's theory about being in the RV and having the talisman and she closes one set of doors holds the talisman uh, you know puts her hand on it and then closes the other set of doors or closes the other set of doors like that yeah puts her hand on it um and it works it keeps them out I was so I don't know I don't know what is going on there but wow that was was also didn't that also answer a question that we had from earlier yeah, you can re um you can re basically give yourself safety. So if uh the Asian guy um oh my god, uh the father Kenny? of uh, Kenny's father. Kenny's dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um also uh um the uh the uh nurse, if they had right. had did that, they would have been safe. Right. And and I feel like the interesting thing about that in particular is that whatever this is, it, it does act as a seal, like it wards a a closed space. It's not just a ward to keep somebody away because the talisman keeps it away. It actually creates a ward, which is really fascinating. I totally love that. But, but I felt so bad. I was, I was sleeping in my bedroom with one just in case somebody gets stupid in the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. I would have one hanging in my bedroom just to, so I'll be safe, <laughs> you know. And do, do we know, we, I don't think, I feel like we haven't heard anybody say or Boyd say or anything. How are they making these things? Yeah. And how would he even know to take the talisman? Like, 
the idea that the you know it, it's very interesting. I want to know what it was like before the talismans when you know uh right right yeah i i i feel like there's a huge story there about what was happening before they discovered that the talisman could work um but i also feel like whatever it is that created the discovery of the talisman is such a i mean that's got to be such a, it's got to be great whatever it is got to be great um Okay, so Boyd clearly is now not going to go hop on a boat. Um, I mean, not at the moment. I'm sure his plan is still in there. Um, but he knows that Sarah is tied up in Father Kotri's basement. So he's going to have to go and deal with her. And then how he reconciles having Sarah around and doesn't tell Jim <laughs> or Tabitha is going to be kind of interesting i don't know how that's going to play out but i guess we'll see um at the end of this episode as colony house is <sighs> emptying into the van and then from the van into the sheriff station father cotry of course does his level best to try to help everyone and as he does that one of the monsters gets him basically slashes him right across the throat Oh my god! I was so mad. I was too. He was one of my I, favorite characters. I definitely was too. I, I I felt like that was, I don't know, like not a waste, but like how dare you make me, you know, feel like oh hope springs anew only to, you know, cut it off because <laughs> now I'm like well, now what's gonna happen? How is this even gonna? It just feels so bleak without him so bleak and the way he dies is just <sighs> sad in in every single way every single death in this show is so impactful nobody dies like even if they die and it's violent it it doesn't it, we really feel every single death even trudy the girl in colony house with the her favorite pillow who she was going to go give the favorite pillow to Fatima because Fatima gave her her favorite sweater. And it was so sweet. It was such a tender moment. And Trudy gets stuck in a room and, you know, yeah, next thing you know, um, she's Trudy is no more. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to talk about. All right. Give me give me some ideas. Uh, these people are not turning the people in the town they're not they're not creating new monsters mm -hmm. not that i can see are they i don't think so uh, it seems like no it doesn't seem like so if it so we still really don't know why they are killing people or what what that what the purpose of that is and why it is so messy why it's so i mean it's just so it's it's not just killing people i mean it's like there's carnage there's devouring yeah um so i guess i guess those are sort of unanswered questions um tell me what you thought about um just sort of the the overall tone of this episode in comparison to others because i gotta say I, I feel like they really made this episode a lot darker 
Um, and I'm, I don't mean that like the party wasn't awesome. I mean, like the overall tone was a lot darker. Ellis was getting drunk. Why was Ellis getting drunk? Uh, but his mother. Right. But I, I guess what I'm thinking and they, is. And like, they hinted at, they hinted at some, something that he did, the guy that got punched out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot that that was something I meant to talk about. So, something happened. But Ellis had been drinking beforehand. And so it makes me think that, like, maybe Fatima's arrival and Ellis's mom, there was something that connects them. Some event connects the two of those things. Um, and that's why he was off drinking before the party even really started. Um, but we don't get any indication of that from Boyd which maybe I felt like maybe we would have. I don't know. Um, but but Ellis, Ellis is clearly hiding some big pain. And Boyd is clearly hiding the way that he's experiencing his pain. And I don't quite understand what the estrangement is between them, other than obviously it's over the, his mom, Ellis's mom. Mm -hmm. Um but this episode made everything feel dark to me. And I was wondering how it made, what, what did you feel about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was dark. But, I mean, it could have been darker, I guess, because if there was more carnage. True. But, um, and uh, they do a good job of, they don't really show you the carnage, really. Like, they don't really show you the, the you know, um, the, uh, like like when um Trudy died, you know, hmm. they they spared you seeing her just getting ripped apart, you know? Right. There's it, it's very creative actually the way that mm -hmm. they do it. I mean there's lots of blood spatter and there's lots of that kind of stuff, but we definitely um I, I again this kind of goes back to what we talked about in the very beginning, which is they do a really good job of um making the show scary er with the things that you don't see as opposed to the things that you can see. Um, it, we got a big piece of that in the RV where all, all that we knew that was happening was there was something dangerous outside and it did feel dangerous. And in here, we keep getting closer and closer to what's the real danger. Um, what are these? I feel like we're getting closer to understanding what is really happening but it still feels like, oh, my God, we're missing so many pieces. And I can't figure out at all what those pieces are. I, I'm, I actually kind of feel like, I feel like the show has me so stumped. I, 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 that's not normal for me. <laughs> Usually I'm able to figure stuff out. Where are you with everything? I mean, I know you don't think into it the same, like with crazy theories like I do. But where are you in how you think things are going along? I mean, I, I like I said, I think this is the best episode, and because um, so much happened in it, and it, I think it moved the story, you know, further than any other episode, and that's what you want when you get to this end of the season. You know, you want these late episodes to give you that feeling. So hopefully, it it keeps it going, you know, at this pace, and uh, we continue to get you know really good episodes. I have a feeling that that is what's going to happen because Victor says something before they go out the window. He says, or before she, he puts her in the tree. He says, tell your brother it started. He'll know what I mean. Right. 
and I was trying to think back to any conversation that Victor had with Ethan. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But what I can say is Sarah is carrying the history of the town around her neck right now. Mm -hmm. And if anyone could possibly figure things out by putting clues together, it would be Jim. Right. Based right. on what we already know about him. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's where that needs to go. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited about what is going to happen next, but I also am like so frustrated by the fact that I can't come up with any other good theories other than Sarah's arm wasn't about, uh, the boy, it was about the boy in white. Uh, it, it does feel kind of weird. So far, the boy in white is only is the only one in town that isn't chasing after them. Um, and it does feel like Victor clearly trusts what he is seeing. Like, okay, the boy in white was there, so he followed him. Um, but at the same time, are the things that are in town... what? What is what is Victor's understanding of what is happening and why is his ability to see that the boy in white so important um, and because nobody else can see him except Ethan? I don't know. Something feels... I, I hate to say this because I don't want to in a way that is like, uh, you know... Like, this is the least of what I would want to happen. But I sort of feel like what they're setting up is everybody in town dies. And Ethan is left in the same way that Victor was left. Mm. Mm. Hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that that isn't what is happening. I hope that, that what they discover is a way to circumvent it. But I feel like that's the ep that is the event that's the event that is trying to happen right now. The event that's oh. trying to happen is everybody dies and there's just one kid. And so if they say kill the boy, they know that they can't somehow kill him. But they can kill everybody else. Oh, that makes sense. So everything is, taking, is uh, repeating itself. Right, so what they're, right. So basically the season will probably end with them avert, averting it. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Based on the things that they're doing, based on possibly the signal tower, based on maybe something that Tabitha discovers, based on something that they discover because of the drawings. I don't know exactly what is what is going to kind of be, you know, okay, well, this is what's going to change everything. But my guess is that that's the trajectory that the town is on because it's the two cars. It's the... Uh, it's the somebody sees the boy in white. It's the things are starting to change in a way that they hadn't changed before. There's no more peaches. Why are there no more peaches? Right. Clearly, there's been peaches for like what forty years. I mean, fifty she years. She wasn't going. She wasn't going to Walmart and getting them. Uh, exactly. So uh, things are. If things are changing in that way, it means something. My, uh, my, my gut feeling is the town is trying to reset i i don't know exactly how to like you know put that into better format but that's the feeling that i get so i don't know i guess we'll see but this was a great this was a really good episode i really liked it a lot excellent yeah what um do you have any is there anything else that you want to talk about in inside of this episode 
No, no. I think uh, we can end it here, and then uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about. Uh, I mean, you know, in the next coming episode, I think we'll have more to chew on. The the further that we get into everything, the more some of the things that have happened in the past become more relevant. And I noticed that they do a pretty good job of their intros being, hey, guys, pay attention, pay attention. So when you see something in the intro, you know, from last time on from, it's they do the thing that a lot of uh, series do like, hey, in this episode, we're going to focus on this. So, hey, pay attention to what this guy said five episodes ago. Right. Which is kind of, I mean, sometimes some series don't do that well. They, you know, they hint at some stuff, but this series, everything that they call attention to is basically super important. I Oh, wait, I know. I'm sorry. One more thing. What do you think now is not just what's going to happen to Sarah, but what do you think Sarah's role in all of this can possibly be because Father Cotri is dead. Do you think that 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 Father Cotri telling Boyd will protect her? Or do you think that Sarah is gonna have to figure out a way out of this on her own? No, I think all they did was set up the fact that uh Boyd and her are gonna have to work with each other and he doesn't trust her. He hmm. she doesn't have an ally. So I mean, that's basically by taking him, Father Katri, out out the picture. It just makes it the dynamic between them two uh, much more interesting. Gotcha. Hmm, okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, th- th- okay. So my personal feeling about this is, first of all, we can't trust Sarah because if it, no matter what the voices are saying, kill the boy or kill the boy in white, no matter what they're saying, that's clearly not really beneficial, and. It doesn't seem to me like that's what's going to save everyone. But then I start thinking about this. Maybe killing the boy in white is actually the way to reset the town. Like maybe that is actually the way, or not the reset the town. Maybe that's the way that they can leave. Maybe as long as he's around. Maybe, I don't know. But I I feel like Sarah is, no matter what side we think Sarah's on, it's always going to be a bad side. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, how can people find you on social media? Also, thank you very much for this episode. It was really good, Kente. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah. um, You can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson, that's F E R G E R S O N, on Instagram. And of course, the website is theindyradio.com. That's I-N-D-Y radio.com. And how can they get you? People can find me at moviesandmeals.com. And next week's episode, do you know what the title for next week's episode is? Um, yes. The next week's episode title is, in fact, Broken Windows, Open Doors. Broken Windows, Open Doors. Okay, so we're still not, I guess, done with the idea behind uh the wards the 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 clearly that is gonna still play another part i almost wonder if we will get a small hint about the talisman next week kind of think so i thought so from the title so i guess we'll see hmm, okay and how we get you uh movies and meals.com that was me 
Oh, and uh, you never say uh, your Twitter and Instagram. I don't because I am just not a social media person. Thank you for asking, but come see me on my website, and that makes me feel that much better. All right. Well, with that said, we will see you guys next time. Peace.